first kings. Chapter 17. Verses 1 through 7. If you haven't seen and Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gideon, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. It came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Our message this morning is entitled Simply Forward. Forward. Moving is never an easy job. Very rarely do you find somebody that is moving because they are downsizing. Most of the time that we move from one house to another, we're moving because we found something better, something more suited uh, for where we are. Uh, where we started out was good, and after a while, we outgrew it, and it was time for us to move or expand. We needed more space, we accumulated more stuff, so it was time to move. Amen. What happens when you stay in a place too long is that you start accumulating things and you don't even realize it. Uh, you stay in one place too long, it won't be until you get ready to move that you will realize all of the stuff that you picked up. I don't know if you moved lately. Uh, but I move quite a few times, and every time we move, I'm always surprised at the new stuff. Now, you don't even remember where you got it from, who gave it to you. You just realize that you got too much stuff. But one thing that always remains true, I don't care how many times you've moved or, or I've moved, there are some things that are okay at the house that you were at that may not make it to the new place. Let somebody tell them to move. There's some stuff that you picked up where you are that you're not going to be able to take with you where you're going. And it won't be until you get ready to move. While you're there, some of that stuff gets hidden. Some of it's in the garage, some of 
shoulders, in the ass holes, in the closet duck behind some stuff. But as soon as you get ready to move and you start cleaning out some stuff, you're going to find some stuff that somehow done found its way into your garage, in your closet, and into your attic. Some stuff that you didn't know was there. And you won't realize until you get ready to move. Some of it, you just don't realize, I ain't never even really need this stuff. I was just going to get stuff and didn't need it. And it done piled up on me. And so now that I'm moving, I remember when we got ready to move from Longview uh, to Baton Rouge. Some of the boys from the church came down and would help me pack up my stuff. I remember Lil Rick and Bud and Dominique and YT and all of them came down. We were cleaning out my closet. And after a while, the process got so tedious, uh, just in moving my clothes, that I just started getting stuff away. Now, you got to picture this in your mind, because I'm a big fella. And you got these little boys, my size 14 shoe. My double X shirt, things like that. You want this? No, man, take I, And this is what I said, man, take everything. Whatever you want in there, take it. Because sometimes it's easier just to leave it or give it away than it is to pack it up and move it. Y'all see, we move from one place to another, but we just want to carry that same junk. I had pictures that I didn't hang up at my old house. I walked in the garage the other day capturing some of those same pictures that's in the garage at this house. Why didn't I just get rid of it?
<laughs> but it's time to move forward. So we find in the text that Elijah has prophesied to Ahab and told Ahab that it's not going to rain for three and a half years except at my word. In verse 2 he said the word of God has come to him saying that he is to go somewhere. Now this is important and I need you to catch this point. The blessings where you are are good. But the provision that God has made is waiting on you at your new place. You'll catch it after a while. Watch what he says to him. He said, I need you to get me hits. Turn me eastward. This is verse 3. And hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I need you to, I, I, I have to take a moment and teach this. Because I know that we are a kingdom church, but everybody is not familiar with all of our principles. If you don't have a copy of those principles, you need to get them. Principle number eight says this. The kingdom ambassadors are not subject to the conditions of the place where they serve. That means that no matter what's going on where you live, you are not subject to the same laws that everybody else is. If there is a famine in the land, that famine has nothing to do with you. We just read that in Genesis chapter 26. It does not matter that everybody else is complaining about a president who has no say so over your life. God has already purposed some stuff in your life, and that ain't a law that Congress or Trump can pass on the devil and all of his ills that can stop what God is trying to do in your life. So I would suggest that you get your mind off of what he got going on and move. If I'm an ambassador for Christ, which it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, we are ambassadors. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. If I am an ambassador for him, I have to make sure that what I say lines up with what he said. I cannot be an ambassador for the kingdom of God and I talk differently than he talks. My lifestyle, my conversation, everything I do is a reflection on the one who sent me. Because ambassador means representative. And so what I need you to do is check how you can represent him. Because when they hear about all of your shenanigans, they don't say, oh, did you hear what Pastor Beckman did? Oh, did you hear? No, they, did you hear what that preacher did? Did you hear what that man of God did? They ain't going to just put it on me. They going to blame the whole church. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't just representing you. You are an ambassador for Christ. Which says this next thing, this next, this next point to me is so important because as believers, we have a responsibility as well. You might remember a couple of months ago I preached this message, I've got something to prove. And 
And if you don't remember, let me just remind you of this. If you are saying that you live for Christ, you have no business being sick, being depressed, being oppressed, being broke, being uh, distracted, because you ain't represented for All of us in here go to church, you see people in the community. All of us in here know somebody that got kids that they have be on point, but they kids be looking. Come on, come on. Come on. You ain't got to say nothing. I know it's true. They always on point. Then they don't even talk about how much they spend on their bundles. You should do some of that money and got your kids to go. Somebody got to 
So, watch this. He says to Elijah, he said, listen, I'm moving you. I'm taking you somewhere else. I need to make this teaching part here. The place that God is taking you to now is a place of obedience. Are you hearing me? You're moving from where you are now. But you're not going to be able to move if you don't obey God. Where you've been, you've been able to get by with your wishy-washy stuff. You're coming to church when you get ready. You're coming not coming to power stuff. You're picking choose when you want to be faithful to God. This new place that you're going to, if you come over here with that stuff, you're going to get evicted. See, I, I, I'm going to talk to you. you, you gotta, when you move to a better place, you can't do what you did over here what you did in that other neighborhood. They got ordinances. At your old house, you can leave your barbecue grill outside. Your car break down, you put on some blocks. At this new place, huh? they said, no, no, you can't. If you really want to put it on. You know, when the basketball goes, they had kids out there playing on it. You know, what are they going on them? That's because you upgraded it. Every time you move up, you're not going to be able to take the same stuff with you. You're not going to be able to do the same stuff in your own place. And I'm telling you, as God is moving us up, he's moving us to a place of obedience. And watch this, it's not questionable and it's not compromised. You still trying to wrestle with the fact whether or not you're going to live for God. God said, it wasn't an option for you. When you said, I'm your Lord and your King, you So watch what he says. The Bible says in verse 5 that he went and did according to the word of God. This place that God has taken us to is a place where provision has already been made. That God is not preparing the blessing for us. He's preparing us for the blessing. So he tells Elijah, where you are, there is no food. Because Elijah was the one who prophesied that no rain should come. So God says, leave that place and come to the place that I'm showing you. And this place is a place of obedience and We're moving forward. She's stagnant. 
we're moving to. Spiritually is a place where God has already prepared everything that we need. You have to begin to make statements like this. You remember Abraham was getting ready to sacrifice Isaac. They started at the bottom of the mountain. He told his other two servants, y'all stay here. The poor guy is going to be back. That's statement number one. Faith statement number one. As they're walking up the mountain, the Bible says that Isaac looked up at his father and said, Daddy, I see the knife, I see the wound, I see everything that we need, but where is the sacrifice? Abraham says his second great statement. He says, God himself shall provide a lamb for this sacrifice. Somebody say, he'll provide. in a hard place. They got mountains around them. In verse 14, Pharaoh's on their tracks and they got the Red Sea in front of them. They start crying unto Moses. And Moses told them, in verse 13, 14, he says, Fear not. Stand still. Today you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. And them problems that you had in this place, you ain't gonna take them with you across the river. All right, all right, all right. Even if they try to follow you. Y'all waiting on to get good again. Even if the enemy tries to follow you into your new place. 
where you are. Where's that true cover? Ain't covering this. What's that you protecting? What's holding the walls up from you? Ain't gonna hold it up from me. So Moses says to them, say shit, don't fear. I know you got mountains, you got the Red Sea, you got Pharaoh coming. Don't fear, stay still, you're going to see God move today. Watch what he says in verse 15. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? He said, I need you to open up your mouth. Come on, come on. And tell the people to move forward. They can't see where they are. One o'clock, Sister Blanche, I show up to her office and uh, I pushed the door. And the door didn't come open. So I stood there and I said, this lady know we supposed to have a meeting <laughs> at one o'clock. So I text. Got the attitude with your text, you know how we do. I'm at the office, I'm here. Exclamation point. No response. I call. No, I start ringing the doorbell. I'm pushing. No answer. I call and the guy answers. And I said, hey, I'm supposed to have a meeting at one o'clock and I can't get in. The door's locked. He said, the door's locked? I look down. And duh, I didn't turn the door now. Don't act like you never had one of them dumb moments. I'm gonna get you a ball for me real quick. to feed me there. 
of obedience and a place of faith. But it's a place of supernatural provision. What God is getting ready to do for us is not being recorded in the Bible yet. If you'll go back to the beginning of last year, when we started on Isaiah 43 and 19, and I told you that God was doing a new thing, and God said, I've already started. And I begin to tell you that God has already gone before us and made the provision. He's already done his part. Now he's waiting on us. And here it is that we've gone into a whole new year. And I'm saying to God, God, it looks like you ain't doing nothing. God said, I'm over here waiting on y'all to catch up. I'm over here waiting on you to move forward. You thought that it was just going to happen, but you got to do something. You got to walk by faith. You ain't no blessings just to show up. And God said, I need you number one. say bird because they have one of the smallest brains of any of the animals that God did create. But God said, I'm going to take that small-minded bird. I've commanded them that you're going to be at church. Your blessings ain't where you are. Yes, 
all the time when one person in the relationship is being blessed 
and the other person is suffering lack because you can't, you got to be able to grow together. So the frustration comes because a man will say stuff like this. You ain't you don't need no big clothes. You need to get rid of some of them clothes. And you just say, man. If you read this, you don't need all this stuff. We don't need no new happy watches to begin so they can come listen because our frustration starts showing up in every other places. When it's time for you to grow, frustration shows up everywhere. And if you don't move forward, it's so imperative that you hear this. If you don't move forward, you'll die when you are. widow was waiting on her. Watch what she was doing. She was out gathering sticks. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. She said, I ain't even got enough to feed you. I just got enough for me and my son. And I was told, listen, you make mine first. Make mine first. And watch God make your barrel overflow. God forwarded your blessings. You're waiting on him to do it where you are. But it's time for you to grow. You've been where you are too long. We've been where we are too long. It's time to grow. Shake somebody and tell them move forward. Your blessings are not on the banks of the Red Sea. Your blessings are in the promise land. You've got to move forward. I need you to go home and Thinking about something like this and stuff, I got to start cleaning out. Mm. See, I told you when it's time now, y'all, you got to learn to put all this stuff together. I say a lot, put it together. Some of that stuff you don't allow, don't throw it out. You can't take it to the new place. I ain't talking about your physical clothes. The attitude you got, the bad attitude you got. The two rounds stuff don't go your way, leave that behind. Leave that, leave that, leave that. You don't, you don't leave that where you're going. Because where you're going, you're going to have to love people. I don't do people like you. You're going to have to love people where you're going. Because if you're going to take that same attitude, you can stay where you're at. Or you're going to move to a new house and take the same attitude. If we don't get something new, we might as well just get everything new. You start moving, you start on new furniture. It ain't that the bad ones will go out, the old ones will go out, but I just, look, I'm moving to somebody else to do something new. So when you're going, new attitude, new mindset, renewed faith, renewed strength, because I'm moving forward. Watch this, you're going to be able to take the folk that stand still. You're going to be able to tell the folks that don't move forward. I remember when we moved <clears throat> from the south side of Monroe to the east side out there by Washington. And I remember before we moved, the way that I dressed going to school was white t-shirts, dickies, or some rustler jeans. 
and we put a whole bottle of shorts on. You used to wear an Oakland Raiders t-shirt, sporting out just some kind of t-shirt. But that was what we wore in the neighborhood. That's what we wore in school. When we moved to Washington, and I wore my first day of school, I remember like it was yesterday. I walked in there with my pants kind of halfway down and had on a Notre Dame t-shirt and I stuck out like a sore thumb. You could tell that I had moved. Everybody else was wearing duck head pants, eastern boots, and plain shirts. And here I come with a white tee and some jeans looking out of place. You're going to be able to tell the phone who had moved. Long, I went home, I said, look here, mom, we got to go shoot you. Because this stuff I used to wear when I went to Washington ain't going to work over here in Washington. Everybody over here dressed like this. You're going to be able to tell the folk that don't move. Everybody else has to go change. They're going to still be acting the same. You're going to be able to tell everybody else's story and they still stuck on some dumb stuff. Every time you move, you got to elevate. Amen. And you can't take the same stuff with you. Amen. I'll just move you forward. 